This episode of the Macworld Podcast is all about your hot takes. You have thoughts on the latest Apple happenings, so let's talk about them on the show. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. You're, you're very boisterous, uh, Roman. You're, you're, you're very excited about, about the first episode of the new year. <laughs> yes. Or second episode of the new year. Well, no, coffee or so, something like that. no, be some behind the scenes stuff. So Jason, just before we started recording, started doing his radio voice. Oh, yeah. So that, that kind of, I guess that unconsciously inspired me to be a little more energetic. <laughs> it's, all, it's all downhill from here, folks. Because <laughs> it is a hot take show, which means I will butcher... The hot takes <laughs> that everybody has. I will butcher the names and I won't read them correctly because uh, that's what I do. Well, those Twitter handles, I mean, how do you pronounce some of these things? Yeah, they're not really meant to be said aloud. <laughs> right, they're not. So, But this episode, it's all about the reader hot takes from the Macworld Twitter feed. Uh, you have thoughts on Apple News and articles we've written. We're going to share and respond to what you wrote. All the comments mentioned in the show can be seen in the show notes for this podcast on Macworld.com. With that being said, I guess let's get started. So our first hot take isn't actually, after I just said it's all about your reader hot takes, our first hot take (laughs) isn't actually a reader hot take. It's a hot take by a fellow editor over at our sister publication, PC World. Well, he might read our say. (laughs) (laughs) So there have been reports uh, about Apple's AirTag being used nefariously to track people. The latest being a story about Brooks Nader, who is a model who found an AirTag in her coat pocket. And it's presumed that that AirTag was placed there by an unknown person to track her whereabouts. And in a Macworld discussion with Gordon Ong... Again, a editor at PC World, Macworld sister publication. Uh, Gordon called the AirTag a super creep stalker rob tool. He said <laughs> that AirTag is rapidly turning into a disaster and thought that it's unfortunate that the tribe, I guess, Apple users, yeah. is okay with what's being done with the AirTag. It should be noted that this, com- this comment is being used with permission from Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gordon uh, is, is always looking for something. Something's got to take down that Apple yeah. and their <laughs> evil. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and it should be noted that the model discovered it when it did the thing it's supposed right. to do, which is popped up an alert on her phone saying, hey, there's an AirTag traveling with you, and it started beeping, which it starts doing after a few hours of <clears throat> traveling with someone who doesn't own it. Right, it, uh, you get you get an alert on your phone. It makes an inaudible noise. That used to take when it first came out. That took like a like I think it was three days. It said up to three days, and Apple quickly lowered that threshold to a couple hours. Yeah, what um, is it now? Is it, I think it's five or six hours. I can't. remember. Yeah, she said it was about about four or five hours after she left um, some some certain bar. So, yeah, it did what it was supposed to do. Is it scary? It absolutely is. And this, you know, as Gordon. And I were talking about this on Sunday afternoon because I have nothing better to do with my weekend than argue with PC World editors. He basically was making the argument that the reason why it's a problem is because it works extremely well. And Tile 
doesn't work as well. Samsung's doesn't work as well. The the AirTag, you know, it's a simple twenty nine dollar device, and yeah, it if used nefariously, you absolutely can track someone or something that isn't the someone or something that you're supposed to be tracking. Right, that's not yours, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's that's true. Um, I think the the thing of like tile doesn't work. Like, no, no, it it's works. It's just a it's a, because tile it's a different. Work. It's a. Di- I mean, it works, but you have to have the app. You have to have someone. You also has a tile. It doesn't like, there's work a lot as of, a lot, Right, right, and also not as broadly. But uh, and and people have been doing this with regular GPS devices for some time. For I sure. think part of this is. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with select uh, frequency bias. They they also call it the batter meinhof phenomenon. It's that thing where like when you're when you get a car and then you see it everywhere. You know, um, once once you notice some start noticing something, it you see it all the time. I think that's a little bit what's happening here is that uh, AirTag is a popular. B works and and C actually does warn people <laughs> that it's traveling. There's one traveling with you, which the uh, its competitors didn't do. I don't know if they've since added that feature, but they hadn't done for so long. So I, I think people have been being tracked for quite some time with other things and never knew. Yeah, that very well could be. And it, so it doesn't make headlines. And then of course it's also Apple, so it makes even more headlines. And it's, you know, it's accessible. Like you can't walk into a, a store and buy like a $29 GPS tracker unless you really know what you're doing. The AirTags, you know, they're, they're, they're accessible, easy to set up, certainly easy to use, um, practically disposable when you talk about, you know, the, the, the price of Apple products. So yeah, worth, I can worth understand the cost why, of tracking yeah, some right. model or something like that. And certainly things like Tile and stuff like that, those are, those have been easily accessible. You can just go in they have, they are, or something yeah. and get them. So, but they didn't chirp and, and throw up a warning on your phone and all this other stuff when you're being tracked. So um, I think, yes, Apple could do more. In, in particular, I think people are really unhappy with the Android app and the fact that nobody gets it. Like, you're not going to get the Android app preemptively if you have an Android phone. Just well, you have to, for thing. one, it's, it's manual. Even if you do get it, right. you have to check like yeah. constantly it doesn't do anything unless you press the button that says check right or scan exactly. whatever it is yeah so that needs to be i don't know what apple needs to do to make that work in the background like it does for the iphone but that's worthless yes uh yeah that's that's not very useful unless you're just going to be one of those people who's like every time i leave the bar or the club i'm just i can't imagine anywhere i mean like, yeah nobody, i mean that takes a lot of discipline it does <laughs> i mean and nobody's going to even go get it in the first place so you know Working together, preloading apps on Android phones is such a thing. Go ahead and preload the thing. Uh, work with carriers and get it preloaded. Like, it, um, yeah, there's there's more that could be done here. Ultimately, the, what might be a good idea is to have a, a, a standard for noticing, e- even if they don't work in terms of fully like tracking your device that, that you're supposed to do around, the, the noticing a, a tracker that's not supposed to be with you could have, there could be a standard for that, that they could just build into the OS and work across platforms the way that they all sort of cooperated with the, the COVID contact tracing thing last year that nothing ever came of it, but they all cooperated with like, here's how we're going to yeah, make a Bluetooth set. Yeah. And it was all about, and that was again, all about sort of Bluetooth uh, 
signal strength and how long it's with you and stuff like that. So more could be done about this. I think it's going to get worse as this these type of products get more popular. But I don't think Apple's at any special fault here. And in fact, I think they're doing better than anyone else. They are. It's the special fault is that they're making the headlines because exactly. the, that's the thing that because people are Apple. finding, right? One, because it's Apple. And two, because it actually warns you, whereas everybody else like gets successfully tracked without the person noticing. Yeah, it, it also seems that the, that warning could come a lot quicker than a couple of hours, maybe almost immediately. Whereas it makes the noise, a thing pops up and you can dismiss it if it's yours. And there's a, you know, there's a reason why it's with you. Maybe you get, maybe you gave it to a kid or, or, or you have your wife's keys or something like that. Right. But I think, I think it should happen quicker. I think the issue is being in public places. Like you're out at, uh, let's say you're out at a bar. If you're just within 10 feet of somebody who's got uh, something with their tile in their pocket and you're just not even with that person, you're just near enough to them out at dinner or something. It's an hour later, all of a sudden your phone starts going off. Everyone that's going to happen to everyone. So it does need to be some span of time where people just don't hang out in in close proximity, but yet short enough that it's like going to let you know that you're being tracked quickly. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause like, like for instance, I recently went on a trip and it was in the airport and I can imagine people putting their tags in their bags all the time. And yeah. And I'm sitting on the plane and all of a sudden I'm alerted to all these other air tags. Because traveling with you. Yeah. Tra- 30, bags. 30 air yeah. tags playing traveling with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even just, just in the waiting area. Like, you know, you just yeah. hanging around for a couple of hours close enough, you know, to somebody else, Bluetooth proximity to somebody else. So there, there does need to be a balance. Um, I, the genie's definitely not going back in the bottle. These things are out there. And if it's not Apple, it's, you know, the, the other companies make them. The other use for these or nefarious use for these is uh, the car stealing that we've seen. A couple of police departments have brought to the attention that. I don't even know how they, that works. They, they, well, they, I, yeah, they, they find them in a parking lot, like a car that they want. They put it, they put the air tag in the gas cap or in the wheel well or somewhere where no one's going to see it. And then they track it to the person's house, and I guess they they steal it later on if it's in the driveway or something and it's dark, and then they, they know where it is. It, yeah, that's it, the part that I don't understand is how it makes it easier for them to steal it. Yeah, I think later. it just makes it easier to, to for them to locate. To locate. It. Yeah. yeah. Right. The stealing is still, you know, difficult. <laughs> it's not, I mean, yeah. That air tag doesn't do that. I mean, I'm, I guess they're hoping that like once they know where the person lives and, and where the car is, maybe people leave the car unlocked at home, right? Right. Or, or it's in the garage, mm-hmm. unlocked at home, and they can just get in the garage. Or I, yeah, I just don't know. It just seems like it knowing where the person lives and tracking their car home doesn't make it any easier to steal. But th- this is apparently a thing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There was a few reports in Canada. I forget where, or maybe I think I think Detroit, Michigan. So yeah, the, it, this has been happening, and cops have been noticing that somehow. I don't even I don't know how they've been noticing because once the car is stolen, the air tag stolen with it. But somehow they've they, there's a bunch of police reports where air tags have been involved in with with, with car thefts. Yeah, once the, somebody steals the car, you'd think they take the air tag off. Like it's like they're not going to recover a car and, and it's still got the air tag on it. Maybe they're catching the thieves and they're telling them how they did it. Or something, I, I don't know. But yeah, so th- that's the two cases. The obviously the the one about Brooks Nader is far more troubling and scary because you know 
if people are tracking people and you know you just don't know what what could happen there that could that could end very badly and you know i just don't know how apple responds to this immediately because unless you shut off find my which kind of defeats the purpose of the air tech there's not a lot that you could do to stop to stop this from happening you know they it does the warning it does what it's supposed to do but there's a period of time several hours where something could go wrong before that warning is issued and if someone doesn't have an iphone that warning is useless yeah the um yeah the, certainly they need to do more with the android app like yeah. i understand they don't want the android app to let you track all your tags and stuff like that but it, it needs to be much much better it needs to be a much more proactive thing about warning you about i mean maybe it it needs to be like it. the find my app on android <clears throat> i don't know like maybe uh, maybe that's from a technical that's, standpoint i don't know what's the limitation that makes them have to let you open the app and tap right. it like yeah. <laughs> i don't know yeah, why there's I plenty of android apps that run in the background yeah i don't yeah. know so it's, it seems they could do better. So it seems like Apple needs to do a lot more engineering work to fix some of these problems. Could it be that in the long term, AirTag just ends up being one of those products that kind of gets neglected and then eventually Apple just kind of discontinues? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it does work. I have one on my keys. I have one on my son's backpack. Like it, it works well. I don't think there's any reason to think that they're not going. I mean, as far as support goes, they just have to like tweak it. Like once it's once it's once the system works, there's not a lot. What features are you going to add to it? Like there's not a lot they're going to do. So I, I think it'll be around for a while. I think it's a it's a good system. I think the Find My Network is is awesome, and and the app is great to use. You know, it's a it's a solid accessory that's that's well priced and seemingly popular enough where you know, people are using it for the wrong purposes. <laughs> yeah, that's just the thing I'm wondering. Is it is it worth it? Well, to there's Apple? that. There's that. It uh, I mean, it depends it on what enough happens. return to Apple in yeah. terms of like technology and even revenue wise to be it worth the company's time anymore. Yeah. Well, the question if, is, if something horrible happens where someone gets kidnapped or someone gets killed, God forbid, and mm -hmm. they track it back to an air tag, how does Apple respond to that? That's right. the that's the question, and I you know let's hope that doesn't happen because that's that would be awful. Yeah. But I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what they do then. Yeah, how much they, bad press they, is it worth? I mean, yeah. if it, from a from a practical standpoint of like, you know, let's let's assume Apple uh, stops doing air tags and stuff. That doesn't fix anything because now people just, who do this yeah. will just switch to tile or, or yeah samsung has a, a has a galaxy tech it's the same it's essentially the same thing yeah, yeah there's multiple other things yeah. and and you know people who really want to do this buy a really cheap phone and they just track the they phone. could do they that plant too, the phone yeah. on people and track sure. the phone. they've been doing yeah. that forever yeah. and nobody ever knows you know they the until it's too late um but uh yeah it, it, the question is like how much bad press is is this worth to apple i don't think they're going to get much more i think this is just going to become one of those things that people need to uh, look out for it's going to get more and more popular not just air tags but the, the bluetooth tracker type things and and tracking phones and slipping a phone on somebody or any of that stuff it's just going to be one of those things people have to be aware of and it's going to get more popular and it's going to happen, but it's not going to make headlines. It's not going to get in the news and stuff like that. Just like every car crash doesn't get in the news. Well, our next hot take comes from Dr. Underscore Scafandry. 
who responded to an article about Apple's potential January releases. The list includes Spades Card Game Plus, which is an Apple Arcade, which triggered a, a tweet from Scafandre, who his tweet basically says, Spades Card Game Plus, yeah, that was so worth blocking Xbox Cloud from the App Store. Move over Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Pokemon Legend Arceus, and God of War PC. Cancel your Xbox Game Pass subs because Apple Arcade coming to destroy you with Nickelodeon Extreme Tennis. There's a, there's a lot of snark in that comment in case you didn't pick yes. it up. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> bunch of... Boy, that person is working through some stuff. Somebody's really mad about Apple... Um, yeah, the blocking Xbox Live and and other cloud streaming thing, I just don't understand that at all. A- Apple has twisted themselves into complete knots trying to find ways that that's not allowed, but local streaming is, like local remote desktop stuff. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. Having said that, Apple Arcade is not really competition for nor meant to be competition for these console like subscription services like xbox game pass and stuff i mean it's cheaper for one but it's mobile kind it's mobile kinds of games right it's you know if that's what you want i i haven't tried that spades game but there's plenty of good stuff on apple arcade and i for one love when there's a good apple arcade game because every other mobile game is so exploitive these days it is just piles of like in-app purchases and whale hunting and all of a sudden i just can't stand it anymore everything is just about trying to extract money out of people (laughs) and that arcade games not having ads and not having in-app purchases is delightful yep i don't think apple blocked xbox to prop up apple arcade no there's an entirely different reason there and we, we wrote about it recently and, you know, Microsoft came to them basically hat in hand and said, hey, you know, let's do this. Let's get Xbox on the iPhone and we'll even give you exclusive game titles. And, and Apple just said, no, nope, we're not doing it. They don't. They just refuse to allow this one thing. And at some point, it's going to have to change whether it's legally or it's whether one it's... one class of things. It's also blocking state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that the, stuff. Yeah. The, the it's not just Xbox. Amazon one. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, use a web app. And everybody, it's funny, and there's they, proponents they going Xbox like, look, has... a web app's fine. And it's like, it's not fine. It's not nobody fine. nobody will use that. It's got to no. be in the app store. It's got to be integrated into your Xbox app. It doesn't, it, it's not good. Like, no, no, it's, it's not, it's not, it's it, not a solution. It's not the, it's not the solution that it, it should be. No. And, it just you be know, part of the Xbox app. With the the A15 chip and the graphics like the iPhone could be a ridiculously good gaming device. Yeah, pretty and good. And Apple is just not allowing it. So, and it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's not because of Spades Plus. <laughs> it's just that they, they <laughs> or, just... Or they, just trying to prop up Apple Arcade. Uh, yeah, it's not, that's not it. And I, I don't, I, I mean, it's there's there's money involved and there's, I don't even know what engineering feats they would have to do but for whatever reason apple just this is a hard line in the sand that they that they've drawn and that's it now there's other things about apple arcade that i think aren't as um defensible like the fact that it is its own like you can't easily make a competing service for that 
right? Every game has to be listed in the thing. You could technically have a subscription service. It would have to have in-app subscriptions through through this, uh, through Apple where they would take their 30% cut and you can't link to it anywhere else and everything. And then you would have to have all the games individually listed in the app store and then allow people to like log into your service in the game to, to play them free. It's a mess. Apple Arcade, you know, Apple don't have to worry about their 30% cut of that. They get their own tab on there. They kick off notifications all the time to promote it and stuff. All these things other people can't do. So I think there's um, tomfoolery going on with Apple Arcade, but I don't think it's related to the other terrible thing Apple does in not allowing any of these game, game streaming services. Jason recently posted about Universal Clipboard and how it's a great feature, so great. but users need to turn it on to take advantage of it. And that set off Art Music Life, who tweeted, no one finds this on their own because we're all exhausted by the 10 billion Tim Cook era menus. I kind of get his point. There does seem mm-hmm. like... It, settings is a little jumbled. I do feel like in all the OSs, there's something about the user experience that's that's being looked overlooked, maybe, or maybe it's just maybe it's evolved and evolved to a point where we just have to accept that things are a little more confusing nowadays. I mean, to be fair, you don't you can pick up an iPhone, turn it on, and not ever go to settings. Not well, not ever, but rarely right. go to settings. Yeah. yeah, it asks you a few things on setup. It's the defaults are mostly good, and you're okay. Um, same with the Mac, although still call it system preferences. I don't get that. I don't. I don't get it's that either. Called settings. Yeah, it's, it makes it's, no why sense. Why is it not called settings? It's true that to call it Tim Cook era is not untrue, but I think it's just a function of it's kind of coincidental timing. Yeah, and you exactly. need settings yeah. for yeah. more features. You know, right? Yeah, right. Um, they're just doing devices have been doing a lot more in the last decade, right? So I, I wonder if. It just needs better organization. Like, Maybe. I don't see any setting, and I'm just like, why do they even have this? And I get mad when they sort of deprecate a setting. They used to have auto brightness as a setting, mm-hmm. a toggle, and they moved it into, like, the, the accessibility stuff because, you know, they want to, don't want everybody to use it. Every time they do that, I kind of get upset. But on the other hand, it's a mess of settings. And do they just not want to have it so many layers deep so that each layer is, like, less hot choices? Is that is that a bad experience? I don't know. There's just a lot. There's just a ton of stuff. Yeah, um, my, I, I got my dad an Apple Watch for Christmas, and I was telling him about the um, the, the mask thing because he, he had an Apple Watch series. Mm. I think he had a zero. I think he had the first one. Mm-hmm. So his he was in desperate need of an upgrade, and I told him about the mask. You know, you can unlock unlock, unlock yeah. the iPhone with the mask, and he like. He had no idea, and I told him how to get to the settings, and then we, you know, and then he figured it out. But yeah, so there's a lot. Like you need someone in your life that knows this stuff because there's a yeah. lot. Like like Jason's tip, that's on by default, but you have to know it's there and how to use it. And there's a lot of like you know over the years, there's a lot of those features that are in your phone. Like I, I I've I've relayed this story before. I had a friend, uh, maybe three years ago. Uh, who was editing a, a thing on, on her phone and she asked me a question and I, I, I picked up her phone and I, I did the press and hold thing with the magnifying glass and her mind was blown. <laughs> like, you know, like there's a lot of little things that you have to kind of discover on your own. And I don't think that's necessarily a fault of Tim Cook or the error or the iPhone. It does a lot. There's a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And, you know, you really need to be an expert almost to know 
all the little things that you can do with your. And with it's your a combination phone. of it does a lot, and you just don't have enough screen real estate to have a lot of interface that yeah. points things out. A lot of stuff is kind of hidden interface, yeah. or it's yeah. buried in settings. And yeah, it's just uh, what's another another good example of that is uh, like on the watch, the fall detection. You're, they're showing yeah. those cool ads where they have like the, they play back the recordings of like people who their watch is called nine one one for them. I think that's only on by default if you're over 60 or 65. Right. And then other than that, you have to go in and turn that on in a setting. Nothing wrong with that, except nobody knows where it is or how to do it. The hand-washing timer, you know, that was a big thing when we were all in COVID lockdown. Um, But again, not a default that's on. Uh, That one never worked for me. Not to to get too aside. Oh, yeah. But that hand-washing thing never worked. You should try turning it on now and just see if it works. I should try, yeah. (laughs) But yeah. The hand-washing yeah, the, there's a hand washing you know, timer. It, it, just, it, it, it listens yeah. to the to the water running and then and, and the movement of your hands. It, it just never, it never. Maybe says, I don't, I don't vigorously scrub my hands enough, but it never, <laughs> never works. And when you wash your hands, it just kicks a 15 second timer or whatever yeah. to make sure you wash your hands long enough. And then when you successfully wash your hands long enough, you get does this cute little bubbles animation and stuff, and says, "Good job, clean person." We'll get back to the show in a second. First, this episode of the Macworld podcast is brought to you by Macworld on Facebook. The Macworld Facebook page is a great way to keep up with the latest news, tips, and reviews from Macworld. Go to facebook.com slash Macworld and follow us so you never miss a beat. And now back to the show. Our next take is in regards to a different think column for our sister site, Macworld Sweden. Samuel Nyberg wrote about Apple's recent tendency to be late with some OS features, such as universal control, and Nyberg thinks it's better if Apple embrace staggered release releases for features. Uh, Paterfamilias tweeted that, uh, I'm so old, I remember when it was even better to not announce products you couldn't deliver, but that Apple was a few trillion less in market value. I don't disagree with the idea that, you know, maybe a rolling iOS release where the, at the beginning there's four or five marquee features, and then you, you know, there's in January there's another, and I mean they're kind of doing that without yeah, they're doing it. Doing that, they're just not. But but it seems it delayed, explicit. right? Yeah, because they announce them all, say they're coming in September, and then they don't. Right. They don't. They don't even all say they're coming. They'll say like these are all iOS 15 features, and even some of them at the link, in the fine print they'll be like coming later in 2021 or something like mm-hmm. that. And they just need to be clear that like, look, th- this is our plan for iOS 15 and some of these will be at launch and some of these won't. I think people would understand that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think so too. I, I do think universal control is, that's not this, like they that's delayed because that was supposed yeah. to come out in at least 2021. Yes, And now it's delayed to spring, which could be, I think they're having uh, WWDC pro- problems yeah, making yeah. it work well. That might be an iOS 16 feature by the time <laughs> it comes out. But yeah, so I think that one is is legit delayed. But the so the idea that you don't announce features until they're ready to ship with software that's tough. Hardware, I get it. You know, you yeah. you you start production. You know, software like you can be ready, and then on the night, the day before, he's ready to press the button. Something could go wrong, and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. And, and I don't know if that's what know. happened, but yeah, you sometimes you just don't like, know. We think we're going to have this totally ready in September, 
and so you announce it and all the people beta test it and that's when you find out that you yeah. have problems that make you miss September right. so yeah I, with software it's weird I just think they just need to be more clear when they say the stuff's coming with iOS 15 that they seem coming in our iOS 15 release schedule or something yeah a long time uh, yeah I mean I disagree with him though that like there used to be a time when you only announced stuff that all chipped like Roman. I think you and I are old enough to remember old before in days before iPhone, when it was only Mac OS releases and stuff and Mac OS releases did not drop on time all the time. And they did not drop in good shape. <laughs> sometimes they just said, uh, sometimes the counters, the other side of that coin was, Oh, they just shipped a feature that's obviously broken. <laughs> Like it just does not work. Well, they shipped it though, um, so I, I it's gotten infinitely better. Like Apple's total software quality, especially can, when you consider how many more people use it, is really impressive. People who work in software, like we always see the problems because even a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of Apple's market is a huge amount of people, and they all let you know about it. But people who work in software, like it's a miracle that it's this good for this many people all at once, you know, that it's this solid and works this well. Um, and they're, they're generally on time. And when they don't ship a feature that doesn't work more or less, nothing like they used to do, nothing like we're used to in, in the old days. I think we just kind of have rose tinted glasses about, you know, the computing landscape of 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, well, everybody wants everything to work, and but it didn't as then, you, as you say, right? When they had a far fewer viewers and far fewer OSs to ship, yeah, yeah, things things break, things go wrong. In our final set of hot takes for the show, uh, we go back to Samuel Nyberg, and another different think column. This time, it was about the 13-inch MacBook Pro and how it's time to scrap the laptop. Uh, this set off a varied set. Of reactions on Twitter, L95403 tweeted that it's the best MacBook Pro because it includes the Touch Bar. Uh, that's a, that's a oh, wait. itself. He's there. He was saying it's time to scrap the the Intel one. The the uh, the M1, the M1 Mac, the 13 inch, 13 oh. inch M1 MacBook Pro. Just the one with right. The, M1. the 14 inch, right, right. The new one, not the 14 inch. It's, it's the old, right. the M1, not gotcha. the right. That's right. That's okay. Right. Okay, I'm with you. Ugo Miselamare tweeted, "It's a no sense product." Can uh, underscore Twitter tweeted that they're probably still around because Apple still has a whole warehouse full of them. <laughs> that part's pretty uh-huh. true. <laughs> And Rudolph Gottfried tweeted, it's time to shut up and keep your nose out of things that you that don't concern you. I don't know, understand what he meant by yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> Wait, he was talking to I us guess, or talking to one of the other people? I think he, he was, it was in response or, to Nyberg's call. To Nyberg. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Stop writing about Apple, uh, Macworld Sweden employee. Come on. Uh, so, but we've it. speculated on... The status of the 13-inch MacBook Pro before, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and you know, quite frankly, it's it, it was superfluous when it launched. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, the air is so close to the air. Yeah, it, it, from any practical perspective, the air is really just as fast. Like 
you really have to find some edge case where like the fans are necessary to get the extra speed out of the, and it's only a tiny bit of extra speed that you can only, you have to run some benchmark and look at a chart to see a tiny bit of difference. And yeah, it's really the, the touch bar is the, is it's the, the touch bar. You pay a lot of di- for that touch bar. Uh, it's got a little more battery, but the battery life's so great. You don't have to worry about that. Like just get the air. I think it is gone. I think it's gone as soon as they update the air. I, I would have thought so too, but German, Mark German from Bloomberg says they're working on a on a on a refresh. Mm. Well, here, so here's the question: You have the Air at nine ninety nine. Yeah. You have the and Pro up. at two at two thousand and up. Yeah. And yeah. you have the Pro starting at two thousand. That's a big gap. What's in between that? Right now, the thirteen inch Pro is is the well with bigger hard drives and stuff. But Apple likes to have. You know, choices at, at every right, at every point. Mm-hmm. So, this new air that's supposed to come out with the colors and the the notch and, two and, the, and whatever, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I wonder if that's going to be in the, like price a little bit higher, thirteen hundred, oh, yeah. twelve hundred, whatever it is. And they keep the the M one air around stays at the lower ends, and yeah. they have something in the middle, and then maybe maybe then the thirteen inch Pro goes away, but. Like I, I think Apple does need a third option. I just don't know necessarily what that is. I kind of disagree with that. Like I don't know what the third option. If if it's just going to be what the current one is, but with like an M2 in it. Like for, first of all, they don't they don't want to keep supporting this Touch Bar forever. I'm going to get well, back. yeah yeah. Well, like, there's that. Well, like what are they going to do? Like it's it's an old dated design, but it's going to be more expensive than the Air. Which has the new design? I don't know. And it's going to be less powerful than the 14-inch ones with the M1 Max or Pro. Like it just—it's kind of going to be even more no man's land. Yeah. From a, from a product perspective, um, I could see yeah. them taking the MacBook. What once they get to the M2 generation of things, I could see them maybe having the 14-inch MacBook Pro just have an m2 option instead of just the m2 max and pro mm-hmm. like have a cheaper m2 option but still all the ports and stuff yeah maybe um and, yep. that, and that would be the differentiator between that and the air that and the thickness or whatever um but yeah i, I just struggle to see why especially if they update the air and especially if the updated air has a new display and cool new design and all that stuff why anyone's gonna ever want to buy a 13 inch MacBook yeah. Pro with just an M2 in it, yeah. And a touch bar. I, I mean, there are the touch bar fans, but they're they're even fewer than the iPhone Mini fans. Like they let you hear about it, but they're they, people just don't. It's not selling systems. People don't run out and buy the system because it's got a touch bar. So yeah, I'm very curious to see what the lineup looks like. Whatever, whenever that Air comes out, if if it is the Air and it's not mm-hmm. just a MacBook and a new, a totally new model. Like I'm, I'm right. curious to see how this whole thing shakes down, and if German's correct in that they're updating the, the 13 inch Pro. I have to, if they do, I assume the Touch Bar would go away. Like they're not going to keep the Touch Bar around if it's not on any other laptop. Yeah, but now they're machining a new case. Yeah. And why? But why would they be like then? That why are they even making a new product? Why are they yeah, even no, making I, a new 13 inch product? If it, it is confusing. I do. I I, I agree with Nybrad so, where it's, so it's time for it to go. Like we don't need it anymore. Yeah. It served its purpose. It's I just don't its understand point. how it makes sense for Apple even. Yeah. Agreed. At that point. So. Yeah. Uh, 
That's it's all very confusing to me. Uh, I think you're right that the the new Air, which may not have the name MacBook Air, maybe it's just called MacBook or something. I think it is going to start a little higher. It's going to be eleven ninety nine or something like that. And then it would be nice if they kept the M1 MacBook Air around. Yeah, and maybe I think dropped they, uh, the entry price nine hundred maybe. To yeah, 900. I think I think they will. I mean, that's what they do with the iPhones. Why not? Now that they make the chip, yeah, and they don't have to worry about that end of things. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see why they can't just have it. Okay, so last year's is eight ninety nine. This year's is yeah. Drop the price of last year's yeah. by a hundred bucks, and then keep it going, and it'd be you know with an educational discount a hundred bucks cheaper and all that stuff, and it just becomes a really good system for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, right, an M1 Air for 900 bucks, even in 2023, is still going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a perfectly good system for people who need to do, you know, school or whatever. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 775. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in, and thanks for your uh, tweets on Twitter. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. This fun is giving me radio guy voice. Episode 775, the Macworld Podcast. Stay tuned for our sponsor, Audible. Or what was the what's the other one that they all have? Um the uh, bed company, Casper or something. Yeah. Is it Casper? Purple, yeah. purple I think, is the other thing. Yeah, or purple. <laughs>